Hey, Will I Like It listeners, do you like a good cup of coffee, one that's rich, flavorful, and ethically sourced? Then you need to check out Dynasty of Coffee, a Yorkshire-based online coffee business that offers a range of expertly crafted blends. All of their coffee is roasted to order to ensure freshness, and they're committed to nurturing the well-being of both individuals and the planet. Whether you're a fan of a bold, strong coffee or a smooth and mellow one, Dynasty of Coffee has a blend for you. Their four main blends are inspired by different British dynasties, Saxon, Viking, Tudor, and a decaf Hanoverian. So if you're looking for a delicious and ethically sourced cup of coffee, head to dynastyofcoffee.co.uk today and use the code SAXON10, that's SAXON, all capital letters, 10, at checkout for 10% off your first order. Enjoy! Hello and welcome back to the Willow Vikit podcast. Today, my guest is Molly from Dynasty of Coffee. Hello. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I've got you on today because we haven't announced this to anyone yet, but you guys are going to sponsor the podcast. Yeah. And so I thought it was exactly. worth getting you on to talk about who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's very exciting to be here. And, you know, we love to to help others, you know, yeah, so, I mean, I guess the best thing to do is to start off with, I guess, who Dynasty of Coffee is or what Dynasty of Coffee is. Yeah, so um, Dynasty of Coffee is basically a, a coffee um, brand or company. Um, we're based online. Um, it's an online um, company that we do. We don't have a cafe or an actual, you know, um, official place where we do it. We are based in yeah. Yorkshire. That's where our roastery is. Um but yeah, Dynasty of Coffee is basically an online place where we serve to both customers and to businesses as well. Um, so obviously you can go online and buy on our store, but we also have a wholesale a wholesale page for um, you know, businesses like pubs, restaurants, hotels, that that sort of thing. So what was it that made you decide to start your own roastery? Um well, it's it's a bit of a long one, really. Um, obviously, both me and Patrick, we we thought of we've always thought of doing like a starting a business kind of thing, but we weren't really sure what to go into. Um, coffee has always been a close one to our hearts. Um, even before we you know met each other, it's something that's really brought us out to you know talk about our feelings and talk a bit more about mental health with other people. You know, when they say mm. you know have a coffee, let's have a chat, let's just take a break. You normally involve yeah. coffee with it. Um, so we're thinking, obviously to to help people it's either you provide a service or you provide something that's gonna you know support or help someone um, yeah so we thought you know why not do coffee it's very close to us it's it, what brings people together um so yeah we started this um coffee company um obviously dynasty of coffee and yeah it's 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 something that is obviously as i said close to our hearts it's something that we believe is gonna get far in in our in our beliefs um but yeah it's 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 going good at the moment let's just say that so what was your background before you started a coffee company um so yeah so basically um I had a lot of jobs I've been in in and out of retail I've been in and out of um uh you know online calls and things like that it was very mm. tedious very tiring I didn't like it at all um 
I don't sort of like having a boss tell me what to do or you know tell me this is needs to be done at this time I sort of want to do that for myself Um, I've always been this sort of person who who wants to do something I've always you know you know been eager to, to try something new I've been to two colleges I didn't you know I've been didn't really know what to do I wanted to do firefighting I wanted to be a teacher Um, didn't really go into those professions so Mm. it's something more that you know I want to start something from scratch that is mine that I can say you know I've made this I'm the owner of this um so I can you know be my own boss um yeah I've always loved coffee anyway I've always like you know having the odd drink but obviously now that we've started it I've drank it more and more and more um because it's it's just so good <laughs> but yeah that's pretty much um you know the background of of how things were before I got into into business so you, you kind of tied in with a lot of the branding is all based on history so was your love of yes. history there before the coffee or was the love um, of coffee yes first? it was um growing up I've, I've always loved history like going through high school and things like that I did it in college as well um I've loved the sort of um history and sort of um you know the the things behind our you know prime Britain um Obviously, we wanted to to link it to something. We first found the name before we found the the history behind it. So obviously, Dynasty yeah. of Coffee. We just we were thinking of names really. We didn't know what to choose, and Patrick came up with the the name Dynasty of Coffee. And then I looked more into it. Obviously, dynasties as families in the in Britain, and yeah, we went to Saxons first because obviously that's a very um, you know prominent dynasty that um, you know that lived in the in in Britain um so we sort of uh, reflected the the qualities and attributes of the saxons to our strongest coffee um and it sort of went from there then went to vikings and then tudors and hanoverians we weren't base basing it on you know the sort of um the the power they had really we were just basing it on you know the sort of uh, qualities and attributes of them that linked really to our coffees yeah. so how did you Oh, my mind's sort of jumping over a little bit now, but how, yeah. how did you get into the actual blends themselves? So when, once you start, like, do you actually do all that yourselves? No. So we have a, a ro- our roastery team. So we, we are connected to our roastery team up in Yorkshire. Um, yeah. And basically there's a, we did a method called blind cupping. So this is where we sort of sat down with 40 different little cups and we tried each one. Um, yeah. We didn't know the origin, we didn't know the flavours, we didn't know the tasting notes, anything like that. It was completely, you know, anonymous. And then we mm. chose the four, uh, three different blends and obviously the decaf as well. Um, but they're all from different origins across the world. We've got Brazil, El Salvador, Guatemala, um, India, um, just to name a few. Um, but basically our roastery, they blend all for us. Um, we obviously chose them as a single origin coffee and then we wanted to make a blend. Um, so we yeah. chose three, obviously for one um, that we liked the best, mixed it, obviously blended that together and created these um, blends. So I think you went through a couple of them already. So you've got Saxon, Viking. Uh, uh, so yeah, Saxon, Viking, Tudor and Hanoverian. Yeah. And the um, heaven area is the decaf is the one. decaf, yes. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, maybe you can tell me more because I don't know an awful lot about coffee, but I think decaf is quite a difficult one, isn't it? Because I think like from a environmental perspective, yeah, I think a lot of them are kind of, they're made in one place then shipped somewhere else to make them decaf. Is that right? So in our um in Mexico where our Hanoverian decaf is is grown basically we have a, yeah. a decaffeinator uh, machine in 
Mexico. So once it's um, obviously uh, cultivated from Mexico, it's yeah. then decaffeinated in Mexico and then brought to our roastery. So instead of going to Mexico, then to here, then to there, then to there, then to our, you know, our roastery, yeah, it's yeah. just from Mexico straight to the roastery. It's already yeah. decaffeinated. Okay. And then it obviously yeah. roasted from there. The thing with ours as well, we we are um, very cautious of our obviously our carbon footprint and everything like that. So basically from our um our origins, they come straight to our roastery, as I said. So it's yeah, it's just that sure. one trip. It's not all over the place and then to our roastery yeah. and then to there, then to here. You know, what I mean yeah. it's just like a very straight trip from the um where it's sourced to the roastery. Yeah, so kind of tying into that is like how do you ensure that your coffee is ethically sourced a lot of people go for the fair trade stamp and i don't think you guys use yeah. one of those do you no we do not so the thing with fair trade obviously it's it, it, when it first started it was very good um obviously for both the environment and the um obviously the coffee farmers now it's become so massive that the fair trade um sort of um protocols you have to pay a lot to get into to get fair trade certified so smaller yeah. farmers that are more you know do more specified beans more premium beans they don't have enough you know funds to get the fair trade mm. um certified but they do take care of their coffee beans a lot more if you look yeah. at um fair trade certified farmers they obviously have to produce masses this goes to mm. you know a lot of um big brands across the uk that require it you know very often very quickly and a lot of them um, so they're the ones that can get fair trade certified but our smaller farmers they obviously they are um, taking care of the coffee mo a lot more so they are um, you know ensuring they've got the right nutrients ensuring they've got the right sun it's not like a sped up process or anything added to them or any artificiality there's nothing like that mm. added to our beans um, but yeah to ensure the um, the you know sustainability and the you know eco uh, you know the eco-friendliness of it we obviously pay above the fair trade prices so fair trade it doesn't really go to it the fair trade goes to um paying the certification rather than to the actual farmer so the farmers only get a very small percentage when mm. we do it when we pay above fair trade prices we ensure that our farmers are you know get more than what you know they're if they were to go with fair trade then they would get um, yeah. And obviously we make sure that they are doing, um, you know, environmental friendly cultivation. They do it by hand. We don't use any sort of machines to pick them because they're such small farmers as well. Such small mm. farms, they can be, you know, cultivated by hand rather than having to do it masses with machines. Sounds good to me. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? At least you know that everyone's getting a good sort of yeah, deal. Yeah, exactly. It. And that's that's a, that's one of our main things as well. That's one of our main values to ensure that they are getting, you know, fairly paid so that they can live, mm. a, you know, above what they're, you know, currently living at the moment. And obviously to make sure that the environment is, you know, fair, fair paid as well, to be honest. Yeah. So earlier on, when you sort of talked about the origins of the company, you also yeah. mentioned about... Um, or like going for a coffee chatting to people mental health yeah. and I think you're tied in with a charity on that side as well aren't you we are yeah so this is a charity called mind Um, we go through them through a company called work for good so mind is a um is a mental health charity that helps um and supports people who are dealing with mental health or struggling or you know finding it hard um you know mm. with with mental health it's a big one for us um because obviously everybody 
has a mental um, health people do struggle with it um for one myself I have and I know a lot of people around me have as well Mm. so it's a really important thing for us to make sure that we are doing something good not just you know selling people coffee we are you know giving back to you know society and to the community as well um but yeah the charity mind it's a great charity um I've worked with them before um personally as an individual um but yeah it's it's a great charity and we we change charities every six months but obviously because we've only just began around uh, four months ago launched we are about halfway through just over um with the cooperation yeah. Um, but yeah, one of the main things with uh, Dynasty of Coffee, we are wanting to sort of reduce the stigma surrounding men's mental health. Mm. Uh, we understand it's a big thing. Obviously, um, you get that sort of stereotype where you get told to man up or, you know, you don't need to say your feelings because you can just push them down. Uh, but we want to, you know, show that um, everybody, but men in particular, that you, you know, you are allowed to speak out you know what I mean mm. so you can have that power and we kind of want to do yeah. that through the the power of of coffee yeah yeah I mean I've, I've kind of that was one of the things that drew me to you originally was your link to the charity in mind because I've yeah. I've had dealings with them shall we say myself I won't go into oh. personal details no. um but they did help me quite significantly a few yeah. years back yeah they're um, a great great, so yeah. great charity yeah yeah they're good they they sort of had as well as coming in to talk to someone as a one-to-one basis and sort of get stuff off your chest um they also recommend other activities and things so they yeah. where i don't know i presume that they all do but the one i went to they had things like yoga that you could go and do oh, yoga okay. sessions at like a really cheap rate. yeah exactly and it's so that sort yeah. of um you know that uh, connection with other people as well because obviously speaking a one-to-one that is really good to get things off your chest that are personal but also to sort of connect with other people who are in the same position as yourself or have been through mm. something similar it's really good to sort of connect with them and do something to take your mind off it and to just really you know connect with either a sport or nature it's really good for the mind as well yeah I mean even sort of um, back in the COVID lockdowns I can remember was the last time I spoke to them was they actually turned me up to check oh, really? that I was still doing okay it had been exactly. you know, a couple of years and yeah. they just wanted to make sure that everything was still yeah. all right given the current situation that's amazing yeah. it's, it's so good that they can come and check you know check in even if it's mm. just a phone call you know it might have it, it could save someone's life you know what I mean if they call up and yeah. you know they're just asking how you are it could really help someone to you know speak out about it a yeah. really great organization mm. So have you already got another one planned? Because you said every six um, months you plan to change. Yeah, so we haven't had that yet. We are, obviously, we've got a lot to think about at the moment. Obviously, just starting mm. up with a lot more things on our minds. Um, but we will do it through Work for Good. So Work for Good, they're sort of like a, a whole organisation that's split off into different charities. So we'll go through them. Yeah. Um, but we're not sure yet. We are just halfway through, as I said. We are, have pledged to um, raise £100 by January. So we're about... We're about halfway through that at the moment. So what we've done, um, my well, we've gone to our local pub. Um, we had the old bags with our old labels on. Um, so we thought, mm. why not uh, put them out for five pound each and put all that money towards Mind, so we can sort of, um, you know, raise more money for that. We have made sales through our website, but we just want to, you know, give out to the community as well and um, just get some brand awareness in our local area as well. Yeah, because I don't, I can't remember if we said now, but so you put a percentage of each sale. Yeah, mind, right? it's it's one yeah. pound of each sale just go to mind um yeah. through through work for good. But yeah, we just want to, as I said, just make sure that we're you know giving back to to the community. 
Um, so back to your coffee. Can you tell me more about the four ranges? We've mentioned the names, but perhaps a little bit about what each one is. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously we've got Saxon first, which is our, our strongest um, blend out of the three. Um, mm. It has flavour notes of, of caramel and dark chocolate. So it's a really rich, um, indulgent sort of brew um it's it's origins are brazil el salvador and india so brazil um it's more of like um it produces quite like chocolatey sort of uh, flavor notes and when we talk about mm. flavor notes it's not sort of um flavors that have been added it's just the natural aromas of the actual coffee bean sure. um so with the saxon obviously um it was a very strong dynasty in britain and um, they worked well together they were great craftsmen um and our brew sort of um reflects a sort of you know the strong resilient spirit of the saxons it's very um it's very bold it's a very robust flavor um mm. it's definitely like a wake up one it's definitely one i'd have in the morning um rather than yeah. sort of like an afternoon break um it's definitely sort of one you'd have to sort of give you a bit more of a oomph to the day yeah um, i mean that's the one that you sent me to try uh, yeah how back. did you like it it's good yeah 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 good really nice brew yeah I think yeah. if anyone's seen my Instagram they might have seen a silly video I posted about it <laughs> it was a great video <laughs> <laughs> um yeah definitely it's it's definitely a strong one but you know it, it works mm. well with milk based drinks as well if you wanted like a cappuccino to sort of or a latte to sort of reduce that strongness or the acidity but it's also very good as you know one of the um milkless drinks like an espresso or something like that yeah. Um, the next one is Viking. So obviously this is the next one down in the blend. Um, it's it's still got that sort of strength to it, but it's a bit more um, sweeter. Mm. So obviously we the, the the flavor notes of them is toffee, pecan and milk chocolate. So it's very sweet. You've got the milk chocolate, you've got the toffee, and then you sort of got that robust flavor of the, the pecan as well to give that nuttiness. Um, yeah. So with the Vikings, we sort of connected it to that because it sort of channels the adventurous spirit of the Viking. So it's very adventurous. It's got different, you know, flavor notes. Um, it's from um, Brazil and Guatemala. So again, it's got that chocolatey richness to it. And also mm. obviously the the nuttiness and the sort of very, you know, sweetness. This one, um, you can have as like a morning, but it's more like a mid-morning break rather than, you know, early morning. Um and it's very good with milk-based milk based, uh, milk based drinks, sorry. Mm. It's very good with that. Um, Tudor is our final one in the blends. It's, um, in in uh, personally, it's my favourite. I really like it. I really love, like, soft, sweet drinks um, mm. rather than, you know, the really hard-hitting ones. So this one's uh, vanilla, berry, and milk chocolate. So it's a bit different from the other two. It's got that sort of acidity. It's got that, um, you know, that vibrant and uh, flavourful notes added to it. It's from mm. Brazil, Costa Rica, and Indonesia. So again, Brazil, it's got that milk chocolatiness. Um, and then the Costa Rica and Indone uh, Indonesia is where you sort of get the berry uh, and the vanilla uh, flavours to it. So with the Tudor, we sort of reflected it um, and connected it to the refined and sophisticated, um, you know, aspects of the Tudors. Um, and they were fascinated, the Tudors were, with exotic goods. So we kind of linked it to the exoticness of the, the berries and the mm. vanilla um, and just linked it to that really and then the final one in the tetralogy is the Hanoverian as you know it's the decaf um, so this one's actually from uh, it's a single origin from Mexico as I said it's decaffeinated up there um, in the mountains of Mexico um, and the 
notes, flavor notes and milk chocolate and nut. So obviously it's um it's very it's very sweet as well. I drink mm. decaf quite a lot. Um I I can't really drink caffeine a lot. So even though I do say Tudor's my favorite, I can only drink decaf. Um but yeah, it's it, we sort of uh, reflected it with the, you know, the balance and the, you know, the harmony of the Hanoverians. It's very balanced. It's very light. Um and even though it has got the the decaf uh, the sorry the caffeine removed it still has mm. that really nice coffee flavor you know like some you get from a shop or something and you feel like it's oh this doesn't taste like coffee it yeah. you know it's got that really robust coffee flavor added to it you get the same thing with alcohol free beer a lot of them they're just lacking something they're not yeah. quite right yeah exactly but this yeah. one even though i drink it a lot um it's it's still got you know that really good coffee flavor mm. Yeah, so that's all of them uh, that we have at the moment. We are hoping to expand um, to sort of other dynasties as well and add to our range. And that's something that we are looking for in the future. Mm. Um, But this is them at the moment. Um, Obviously, they're very different, but they're um, each got their own sort of unique uh, flavours and sort of characteristics. Yeah, so that was actually going to be my next question was where you're going to expand the range, because obviously there's a few gaps in the timeline. Yes, there is. There is. Um, And yeah, we did that on purpose just so we can, you know, see where we can add things in because we didn't know we are going to go on to, as I said, we chose our blends through blind cupping. So we're going to go on that meeting again to to choose other blends and to see if we can fit them in anywhere. Um, But yeah, definitely. We're going to fill the gaps in um, sooner or later. It is something on our on our bucket list. So you've got a favourite coffee and you've got the one that you drink. Yes. So have you got a favourite out of the groups, like, timeline-wise? Oh, I'm not going to push uh... you to Saxon, don't worry. <laughs> um, What's your favourite time period? I I will have to say I do love the Vikings. Um, I think they're very, um, you know, rugged. They're very strong. Um I just think the way of of living and I was looking um obviously at you know um the sort of lifestyle as well it is very mm. you know back to nature I love sort of nature so I love being in the wild love being outside so it's kind of you know something that I would definitely love to go back to if I could go back to um that sort of time period mm. um yeah so I was going to ask you about the future of the company but you've kind of already said about expanding the <laughs> the product range yeah well I can answer Um, a bit more on that um we are hoping to do sort of this is more in in regards to sort of like the mental health aspect of it we are hoping to mm -hmm. do more um community-based things so go out into the community um I know um some people have done like community walks in um uh you know to to give to a charity and to help other people as well we can have like stores up as well and so we're hoping to do some more things with the community um but yeah, that's that's all we know so far. Um and yeah. all I can say really <laughs> at the minute. Well, if it's early days for the company still, so it obviously is. you're still finding your feet. So yes, it is, definitely. Yeah. You guys don't plan to open like a branch of coffee shops. We don't like no. your own Starbucks or no. Um it is primarily online based because we are mainly focused at uh, the sort of business side of things but obviously we are um you know very focused as well on the the customer side of things but it's mm-hmm. more for businesses so that obviously we can because we do machines for businesses so right. that's more that sort of side of things they're not for customers 
Um, but no, we're not doing anything physical yet, as far as I'm aware. Um, it could yeah. change in the future, who knows? But at yeah. this moment in time, it's something that is just primarily on- online-based. So what's your favourite way to brew your coffee? Obviously, there's lots of different ways of grinding yeah. the coffee down and putting it through machines. So how how do you prefer it? Um, I've tried a lot of things, really. Um, I've got a bean cut machine. I've got AeroPress. I've got French press. Um, I've tried drip over and plunger. Probably, let me think. Probably two. I really love the sort of drip over. I love the the thickness, the richness that it, it come. You know that um, it brings through. It brings out the mm. the you know the aromas of it. Unlike you know, like a French press where the the hot water is lingering with the the coffee uh, grind, it's sort of mm-hmm. you know dissolving and and doing that. When you pour it over, you're getting you know the actual richness. You're getting the the aroma through, um, and you can really taste all the all the flavor notes. You can you you know it it comes through really well. Um, another one, uh, which. I love to use as an AeroPress, so it's really fun to use. That's why I like it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a really good one. It's it's similar, well, not really similar, but it's it reminds me of a, a pour over because obviously you you put your coffee in, you water, you let it sit, um, mm. obviously for the time, and then when you push it through, it extracts all the all the goodness. Um, but yeah, you still get all the aromas through with the, um the AeroPress as well it's it's quite acidic so you do have to be careful with that um you can get an oily coffee from it as well it depends if you use one or two filters so you get like Mm. paper filters in there um and there's a you know a tip where you can actually wet the filter so you don't get that you know paper taste in your coffee um I normally use two filters and then uh wet the wet the filter put it in for the recommended time and then obviously plunge out it's a really good coffee uh, obviously I add milk to mine as well because I really like as I said before milky coffees um but yeah it's plunger and um pour over yeah awesome <laughs> should we move on to the questions that I ask everybody Absolutely. all right so there are seven questions that I ask every guest okay um so the first one I, I don't know where you're going to go with this whether it's linked to your company or not is but if you had an <laughs> unlimited budget what would be your dream project okay um well something that's very close to me I probably have two of these um it's very hard to sort of distinguish one I'll probably pick two so the first one will probably be um healthcare advancements so in my family there's been a lot of um issues with health where they've they've been ill and they haven't been able to get the correct you know um healthcare they need other medication um Mm. so obviously been a lot of pain with that um, there have been other things where obviously um you know healthcare hasn't been available for a lot of people across the world as well which is is really mm. unfortunate so if I did have an unlimited budget um, it would probably be to establish a research in- institute um you know just focused on curing diseases um like cancer Alzheimer's or any you know ge- genetic disorders um and also de- uh, you know develop medical facilities in in under underserved areas as well just to help you know help people who don't have the health care or the the medication or you mm. know that they need to to provide that the second thing as I said I've got two is probably like yeah. the environmental side of it I'm a very you know I love being eco-friendly I love doing all my recycling I love all that kind of stuff so it'll probably be, be um you know to support initiatives to protect endangered species um 
you know, in the habitats and things like that. I know a lot of them are being um, uh, extinct, you know, ex uh, well, near extinction now because of the, the way that we're going with the world. Um, mm. So it is something that I kind of want to go into um, if I could in the future as well, if, if this, if obviously where life takes me, I definitely want to kind of do something in us in you know in the aspect of environmental uh, conservation nice. that was very long-winded <laughs> yeah no no that's fine um so next question is yeah. do you think you could survive on a viking age diet um so yeah i have had a bit of a research into you know obviously because vikings are my favorite i've had a look into sort of what kind of um foods they eat so it's more or less a very balanced diet isn't it a lot of dairy a lot of meats a lot of veg um so I I think I could I think I could it's very similar to my my diet at the minute I understand that the as a you know they consider sweets as like berries and stuff um yeah I mean there, really there's some sweet. other yeah there's honey there's yeah honey more extract tree saps yeah, yeah so there would be some honey. sweetness coming from that yeah um, yeah <laughs> Not yeah. quite in the same way that we have cakes and no, biscuits. And, no, yeah, not. <laughs> yeah, which I guess that might indicate what your next answer is. With the next question is: Is there anything you'd miss on a Viking Age diet? <laughs> yes, it, it would be the answer. Um, I I'm a sucker for chocolate. I love chocolate, biscuits, cakes, all that kind of stuff. So, um, in moderation. I'm not like you mm. know hoarding it, but um. Yeah, definitely miss miss the sort of sweet aspect of of that, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next question is, what's the weirdest thing in your kitchen? Oh, um, I'm just thinking my kitchen now. Well, <laughs> actually, we have um a you know a photography setup um in the kitchen so we've got all the lights we've got all the camera stands it's all just set up ready for when we need it so it's just yeah kind of always in the way but I don't like to take it down so that's probably no, the that weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah. probably the weirdest thing um no I don't think there's anything else unless I'm I'm not normal to anybody <laughs> but yeah that's that's the all we have yeah all right so um what's the worst thing you've ever eaten or drunk, oh. you can do drink. Um, this is where you slag off like Costa, Starbucks. <laughs> no, no, it's probably not the worst ones. I mean, no, I won't. I won't go into that. But um, <laughs> uh, let me think. Oh, I went to a wedding about three months ago, and um, it was very posh. They had caviar, and yeah. I tried just one little ball. It was the worst thing that I've ever put in my mouth. The saltiness, the the texture, it just it wasn't nice at all. That I'll probably say that. For drink, um oh, let me think. I because I used to do fitness and things, I used to have mm. egg whites like mix it up to make it oh I hated it. It was it was like slime going down the throat. It it wasn't nice. I'll probably say that for drink. <laughs> I think that's a fair one. Yeah. <laughs> I've never tried it, but no. I just know I wouldn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and same with, like, I've never tried caviar, so I, I can't, like, no, comment on that one. I wouldn't suggest. I really wouldn't suggest. It's it's not not nice at all. Yeah. So what's the most memorable meal you've ever had? Um, 
Well, obviously, um, Patrick, my co-partner, he is um, Polish, so he's made lots of, um, you know, Polish meals for me. Um, but probably one uh, that stood out to me the most is um, <laughs> his spaghetti bolognese. So he makes it. He um, mm. he says it's his, you know, specialty dish. So when I first had it, it was amazing. But I've had it so many times now that I just I can't stand the sight of spaghetti bolognese <laughs> anymore. So that was probably the most memorable because I just can't yeah. have it anymore. But yeah, it was it was a good dish when I first had it. Not anymore. <laughs> Does he do something specific? Is it different to a normal? Um, yeah, item? well, it's not um sort of beef. It's it's pork, so it's pork mince. Um, yeah. and instead of the spaghetti, it's sort of like um courgette into strips. So yeah. it's more like of a because I don't really like pasta, so it's more like a healthy sort of base one. Um, which I never had tried before, but it was it was really good. Um, and lots of different uh, seasonings as well. Um, what was I going to say? There is also this um polish sort of thing that i have with everything even if it's a sunday dinner or spaghetti or you know a sandwich i'll always have this it's sort of like a beetroot pulp i'm not really sure how to say it it's like um yeah. it's really it's really good a lot of people don't like it um but it's it goes in every dish with mine um but yeah that's what we have with it as well all right so the last question uh the premise is that you died and your family and friends are preparing your grave goods what food and drink do you get to take to feast in Valhalla um probably uh well it's quite a few things so I love like crusty bread so warm mm. hot bread is is amazing take that definitely um anything to go on the bread so sort of like jams and things like that um strawberry and apricot and specific mm. um I love roasted veg, so like uh, carrots, parsnips, um, onions, all that kind of stuff. I love that, so that that would be going. Uh, cheeses as well. I love cheese, but except not blue cheese. Blue cheese is not going. That can stay here. Um, cheddar, um, uh, red Leicester, um, Cheshire cheese, all that can go. I love that. Um, and chocolate, of course. I'd definitely have to take some kind of sweet with me <laughs> so either yeah. chocolate or some sort of cake and then for like drinks and things I really like uh, cranberry juice so um I have a cranberry juice and water and stuff like that yeah that would probably be what would keep me alive up there <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a big burial mound <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a lot definitely. Of stuff. I've got to have some yeah. some sort of variety yeah <laughs> Well, it's been really good to have you on the podcast. Um, um, one one thing for my listeners is that you're going to have a discount code for them, right? We are, yes. So we have a discount code for yourselves, which is 10% off all our products. Um, and that is Saxon10. So it's all in capital letters, S-A-X-O-N 10, um, as well as the 15% off, which we already have on our store as well. So you get 25% off, um, wow. especially for you guys that are listening. That's really good yeah very exciting um, yeah I'm gonna get online now and order some coffee <laughs> definitely definitely we'll get that sent through <laughs> yeah um and I'll, I'll obviously put links and stuff under the description of the video and the podcast itself so if anyone wants to just do it the easy way they can click through yeah. to your website <laughs> put the code in and order some coffee definitely we've also got some bundles yeah. on there so if you're if you're looking for christmas presents or anything like that coming up we've got all the bundles different varieties and obviously all uh, the decafs as well perfect well thank you for coming on the show 
absolutely it's been a pleasure i've loved um i've loved speaking to yourself it's it's been great and obviously thank you for the discount code for the listeners yeah and for sponsoring the podcast not a problem it's been my pleasure mm-hmm. and it's lovely it's lovely to, to sponsor you guys and uh yeah thank you everyone for listening and i'll see you next time goodbye bye if you enjoyed the show and want to hear more remember to like and subscribe and give the show a rating You can also help keep the show going by becoming a Patreon where you'll get early access to all episodes. Or check out my range of merch on my store. Links are in the episode description. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 